0: not difficult at all for for a woman. It was no barrier and, uh, you know, anybody could try motorsport. And when I started, really, it was rallying only for women. You know, the Paris Saint Raphael Femina, we had like 30 crews starting. So we were used to seeing women in motorsport. And, um, you know, and don't forget that uh, at that time, it was uh, 1968 Uh, cultural revolution for emancipation of women and so everything was free we were going topless on the beach mini skirts you know everything was possible so for me as a it was not difficult to start as a woman but as a driver because i quickly realized that the level was very high so this was most difficult but for me as a woman i never thought about uh, that i was a woman among men, you know, it was uh, it was possible. It everything was possible. My time, people That's, forget about that. They
1: do. That's really interesting. But as you began to establish yourself as a rally driver, as you began to challenge the men, as you began began to challenge the hierarchy yeah. in rallying, did you did you see bias? Did did, the, did did the establishment make it difficult for you to to no, achieve I, the success? No, it, it
0: was not difficult. You know, you know, I I didn't try to prove to men. I, I tried to prove to myself that I was able to do or to reach their level. This was for me the goal, you know, the goal. And they didn't make it difficult, really.
1: So, so was, that, was that what drove you on, do you think? Or did you have maybe another... Uh, what, was, what was your motivation to succeed in those days? Was it to show that you could compete against the men and beat them, or was it just to...
0: Yeah, for me, you know, I was not passionate about motorsport because I didn't know. I started, in, I was 22, I even didn't know what was motorsport. You know, motorsport came to me. I didn't want to be a rally driver. So for me, it was a new challenge. It was a challenge. Wow, I am in this sport, I love to drive cars, and I have, you know, the goal, I could see the level, and I had to fight, but I have to fight against myself. And... Uh, for me, it was not uh, okay. Maybe when I was amateur, uh, sometimes you know the rumor was that my car was not conform or you know some 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 tricks with the engine. But then I was in Corsica, and it was part of the World Motorsport. Uh, it was part of the. Uh, I don't know I I have sorry. No, 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 no,
1: no. it was part.
0: I It was part of the WRC at, at that time. And, um, and uh, my, my engine was controlled and checked by the scrutineers uh, at the FIA and, uh, uh, and declared conform. And from then, no more rumour that, you know, I was going fast. And then all the way up, you know, when I started to be in the national championship and then in the world championship, I mean, I was given the same condition, the same car. And this was my chance. But of course, it was up to me to prove that I, I deserved the, those cars and uh, and to go up. But I have not. It was not at all a problem with men. I think they accepted me, you know, as a driver, and this is my satisfaction. I think.
1: You know, I, I think that's one of the special things about rallying. Yeah. I really, and it's you know, it's very evident these days. But it's it's good to hear it was evident back then. I'll take you back to one of your, what you said just a moment or two ago. You were twenty-two and you didn't want to be a rally driver. No. How did it happen? How did you end up being a rally it driver? It happened
0: that my father decided everything, because I started as a co-driver. And after a few rallies, you know, my father decided that he preferred to see me driving because he knew I like it to drive, but just to drive, not to do competition. Yeah. And he said, you know, I prefer if you want to continue, I prefer to see you driving. So he decide everything. He was my first sponsor, my first manager. He said, first you do the rally among women to see the level you have. And then you will do the most difficult one with Tour de France to see where you have to go. And I did those both. And then I continue and I continue all the way. But he decide everything for me. So for me, motorsport was suddenly a, a challenge. It could have been, uh, I don't know, uh, skiing or anything else. But it it was motorsport, you know.
1: Do you think you surprised your father with the level that you achieved?
0: Two things. First, I surprised him. Uh, but the second point is I realized that this is what he would have loved to do. And it was too late for him, so he proposed to me what he couldn't do himself. But, you know, today, to realize it, proposed that to a girl who was 22, that means also for him it was no barrier and it was no problem to start in motorsport. So, I mean, we have been, you know, I had the... Golden youth, I have to say. You know, everything was possible. It, we had fantastic life, and uh, everything was good.
1: What wonderful memories. What wonderful experiences to have shared with your father. Th- th- those must have been, as it you say, golden a, it, days. Yeah,
0: it has been incredible. But I think I realized that more later on than w- when really you are acting. You know, but I have been really lucky to have uh, both my parents. Trusting me so much, never fear, never doubting about, you know, the tr- full confidence on, on what I was doing and uh, never telling me, oh, be careful or anything, you know. So this has been a really part of my, my luck, I think. Yeah.
1: Can you remember what your parents said to you when you took that first win in the WRC?
0: Um... I don't remember what he said, but, uh, you know, my father didn't ask to speak, you know, only yeah. with his eyes I could oh. see, you know, He's the proud, how proud he was. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes,
1: yes. Moving on then, the next question actually was going to be about what your parents thought of you rallying, but obviously, you yeah. know, they, they, they encourage you, which is yeah. great. I mentioned that first win there in San Remo in 81. Tell me about your feelings. Tell me about your feelings when you... You know, you, you've you've achieved almost the, the absolute ultimate. You've won a round of the World Rally Championship. How did that feel?
0: Uh, I think, first of all, it was a big satisfaction to finish the rally because, you know, that time it was five long days mm-hmm. and nights fighting more than 62 special stages and long special stages, not 10 kilometers, you know. Mm-hmm. Then I think the second feeling was I was, when I remember when we arrived, I was happy for Howdy for first, for the team, for the mechanic waiting. I can see them with the flowers. I mean, it was a really, uh, I was happy for them. And then, of course, we, you realize that, um, you know, it gives you so much uh, stronger feeling that mentally I, I have been stronger to cope with the pressure because, you know, I was fighting with uh, Ari Vatanen for a few seconds, and uh, so I, I felt stronger. Mm. And at the end, you realise that uh, if you could win once, why not to win twice? So you get this more confidence in yourself for the future.
1: You talked about the stages there, and, and it's very easy to forget just how grueling rallies were back not so long ago. Um, you know, we see the young drivers in the stages these days, and they are absolute athletes. But the pictures sometimes we see from the 70s and the 80s, there are cigarettes, there's occasionally a sure. pint of beer. How, how important was it for you personally to, uh, to be physically fit and able to compete at that level? Was it, was it something you thought about in those days?
0: Not really. It was not the main focus, but we realised, of course, that you know, if you, if you go to bed uh, earlier and uh, not to, to go dancing all night like I was used to do, you felt better. Uh, but we were used to do some, some jogging with Anu and uh, running, but nothing really, you know, that, like today, that they have really to do this physical training and the food uh, uh, control and everything. So it was more relaxed than my time.
1: And when you took that win in '81, did you feel as if you'd then moved up into the elite? Was there a feeling that, yeah, I'm, I, I deserve my place here, I can now fight amongst the very, very best in the world? Or did you always know that that was coming and that you were going to get there?
0: No, you know, I—I I, all my, my career, I took every single race, one after one. I never planned anything. I never yeah. wanted, even 1982, when it was my best year, even, even that, I didn't think about that I could win the title. I never thought... We, you know, my time we had the first uh, the, I would say, the team spirit. You know, we were Anu and myself, then Stig, and uh, we wanted to win for the team more than for us. Or maybe I was not so selfish, but uh, for me it was first of all uh, uh, to win for the team. Uh, and then, of course, uh, f- more you go and more you, the challenge is difficult. And my goal was to make the same time as my teammates, you know. I, I was given the same car. For me, it was not possible to be two or three seconds slower than they were. And uh, for me, my, my challenge, I didn't want to be ridiculous. And I think if I succeeded, it's maybe because of that. I didn't want to be ridiculous. So, and I don't know if you understand the way ridiculous in the way that you are not able to, you know, yeah. to, to succeed. Yeah, you assume. are lucky you are given this good condition for example one example to, for you to understand suddenly they give me the, the Stratos in Monte Carlo I started the, the first year uh, with uh, Fiat and they give me the Stratos I never drove the Stratos before I promise you I was on top of the Turini we started the stage in Peracava, and uh, I said I said to my co-driver I said okay I don't know how I have to do to go down on snow, but we have to do it, you know? And I don't know how to express. It was, I was always given the good condition, the good cars and everything. And for me, it was not possible to accept to be slow and to be not able to do like they were doing. So this has been always, always my motivation. I never wanted to beat them. I just wanted to be able to reach their level.
1: It's a determination, isn't it?
0: It's a, it's more, it's a, it's steel, determination, it's a steeliness. But in French, ridiculous. It's when you are, you know, hey, look, we give you the same car. And so you had the, at that time, we had a lot of people saying, OK, it's easy to drive a four-wheel drive car. You know, you have big advantage. I didn't mind about that. My colleague, he has the same car. And for me, that the only thing was important, Anu's time and then Stig's time, you know.
1: So it wasn't it wasn't good enough for you to beat the rest of the opposition? I didn't you, mind. You didn't I even care.
0: didn't know sometimes who was starting the the rally, you know. Right. In my mind, it was focus, each race, to do the best you can because I didn't want to, I don't know, I have only the word ridiculous, but maybe it's the wrong word in English. No, no, so,
1: I, I think, I think you're, 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 very, you're making it very clear what you mean. It's that, you know, you, you, yeah, for you,
0: me, it was so important yeah. to, to be able to do the same time. Oh. And uh, I didn't know if I was able to, But I had to fight the maximum I could for that. Wow!
1: We talked, or you talked a little bit there about '82. Just how intense was that year for you? You'd come off the win in '81. '82 was your your chance at the title. How intense was it? How difficult was it?
0: It was, you know, as I said, I started the season for me. I could win another event, but you know, you start. The season, you don't think about title, you know, you start about trying to do the best you can. And then, of course, I won Portugal, then I won Greece, then I, was, I won uh, also Brazil. From that, you know, the calculation was quite good. And when we saw that it was possible to, to play for the title and to, to go for the title, so, of course, then everybody was concentrated on that. And when we arrived uh, in the uh, in, um, Ivory Coast... Uh, Of course, we knew that if I could win there, uh, the title was, I just have to finish in England, and it was really done, you know. Um, Except that uh, everything went wrong in Ivory Coast. First of all, because uh, my father passed away the day of the start, in the morning of the start. And I wanted to go back home. My mother convinced me that uh, I have to, to drive for him. And of course for me it was a big drama and so I said to Fabrizio, we will not tell anybody and I will start, I don't want anybody to know because if not it will be impossible. And I thought, you know, driving, concentrate only on that. Uh, I was one hour twenty minutes ahead of Walter after the second loop when suddenly I felt the gearbox a little bit hard and Anu said, you know, with so much advance you have to change the gearbox. But all went wrong, because when they changed the gearbox, the two mechanics did a big mistake. It took much time than than planned, and uh, then no gear and no clutch when I came back. So we lost all this big advantage that I I, I took. Um, And and then, of course, you know, difficult, it was during the night, foggy, I wanted to catch up the time that we lost, and uh, I made a mistake in the fog, uh, trying to catch the time, and uh, I went off. But okay, that's uh, that has been quite difficult. So I finished uh, runner-up this year for the championship. But I am always saying that, you know, today I even didn't remember the title. I don't yeah. remember the title, but I think about my father nearly every day, you know. Yeah, so it was uh, yeah. no comparison, you know, for me. Yeah. So it has not been so difficult.
1: Yeah. Uh, I just have to take a wee second or two (laughs) yeah that's a lovely thought but you know there is no question Michelle you're the greatest female uh, racing driver the world has ever seen Um, you know you've achieved more than any other female has ever achieved in any form of motorsport but to miss that title by those points do you do you do you ever think about it? You, you, uh, you mentioned it there that, you know, maybe not, but do you, do you ever think, my goodness me, if I'd won that title, maybe things might have been different in terms of the development of women in motorsport, in terms of the, the way the I sport ne- may ne- have developed. Do you ever think about those
0: things? No, I, I am too selfish, maybe. I never, <laughs> I never thought so far away. And, uh, you know, for me, I promise you, that time my to lose my father was far, far more important. And then, you know, I am not a person living with the past. I live today. So once it's done, you cannot go back and think, ah, if, if, if. So I am not like that. Wow. You know, I lost it. I lost it. This is motorsport. And uh, wow. I, I forgot and I continued, you know. You're very you are the people. one who are thinking, no, I know, ah, but if you could have. But for me, not. Because
1: what I find remarkable, and I've heard one or two other drivers speaking the way you, you're speaking in the past, and I find it really difficult to comprehend because it's almost as if emotionally you can detach from that.
0: Ah, yeah, I you can, can
1: detach from I it. I could. And it, it's, yeah. and it's, it's, to me, that is one of the attributes you need to be a world-class performer, not to dwell on things, to be able to, you know, to not let things eat at you, because if you do that... The energy goes, goes the wrong way, I guess. Is that that reason? I think,
0: you know, there is where motorsport is a fantasy school because it's a school of self-control. And uh, once it's done, or you do the mistake or you don't do the mistake, but then finish. You cannot cannot come back. You cannot come back. You you can't
1: take the moment back and say, let me do that corner again. No way. Moving on. I I suspect you may have already answered this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because uh, it's a good one written by David. (laughs) Your overwhelming feeling, is there there an overwhelming feeling that you have when you look back on your time as a driver?
0: I think, first, uh, I was very lucky to do this sport, because, as I said, you know, it's a fantastic school of uh, self-control. It's, uh, you know... You, you are surfing the Razor's Edge among thousands of crazy fans that time, you know. The adrenaline that this sport gives you is just unbelievable. Then it was a, a fantastic life because, you know, you, you are traveling, discovering new places where even no tourist can think about going. And uh, in the f- very friendly atmosphere with uh, Ricky and everything, with all the drivers, it, it was a fantastic time. You know, I have a fantastic life, really, I have a very special life. And I appreciate it even more today, I think.
1: You're a winner, you're an achiever in life. And, and a part of that, Michelle, was uh, the Race of Champions. You yeah. know, uh, Race of Champions was your baby, was something that you developed. Yeah. And it kept you away for a long time from the WRC. And we missed you. But what, <laughs> what, what brought you back, Michelle? What brought you back to the WRC? But
0: yes, you know, I am a person, I concentrate on challenge, you know. All my life I spend uh, having different challenges. So driving was finished. Then I have my, my fantastic girl, Jessie, daughter. Um, and uh, and then we started Race of Champion. We started for 25 years, nearly. Um, and, uh, and suddenly in 2009... Jean Todd was elected the president of the FIA, and I called him to to congratulate him, and he said, hey, by the way, um, I will need you maybe for the the rallying, because, you know, I have been for many years now involved in Formula One, and uh, maybe I am not up to date, so maybe I need you. So I said, okay, I am ready. So Jean called me, and I came back, and I come back to the FIA in 2009.
1: And you've made a, an impact, a very big impact. <laughs> you, you've had a few roles, haven't you? Or certainly a couple of roles since you've yeah. come back into the yes, WRC. Yes. But, uh, you know, a lot of us will look back at President Tot's tenure in charge of the FIA and say perhaps his biggest legacy was the work that he did to develop women in motorsport. And you were very central to that.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, you know, the... The, the the commission, I think you know, I, I I feel I feel very proud, really very proud, and the, of the you know, I have this I have to look, I want to look, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to look for. You've done brilliantly so it's, far, uh, it's Michelle. Something I want to say. Just make Stop sure. and
1: restart, so okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So the question was more.
1: President he very much wanted you to work with him in the WRC, but you know there's the safety role but. More importantly, President Tot saw just how critical the Women in Motorsport Commission was going to be, particularly going forward.
0: Yeah. Yes, he wanted, you know, he, he created the commission and uh, nominate me as a president. And uh, But of course, he has been really much supporting all our program and, uh, you know, educational, uh, promoting and uh, uh, promotional and, um, and also sporting program that we had during the year, so it was really important to get uh, the support also. Not only to start a commission, but to get the support to go on.
1: Yeah, your commission, unless it actually achieves anything, is pointless. But you've had a decade of heading up that commission. What are you most proud of in terms of its achievements?
0: I think I am uh, immensely proud of what we have uh, collectively achieved over the past 12 years, and especially, I think... uh, you know, the vision that has been uh, uh, accepted and uh, uh, adopted by uh, and supported by uh, uh, the stakeholders, you know, in the sport. And that means that uh, today, I think, uh, uh, I think we have been uh, acting in the right direction, that uh, women can, can, can be in motorsport can, and we can work to increase the participation of uh, women in all aspects of motorsport, not only the competition, but all the rest, you know, engineer, technician, uh, official. So we have been working on all those programs. And I think today, if I realize, I mean, we have have program in cross country uh, with, you know, uh, first of all, selection, training. And last year we had two girls who won uh, a world title in this category. Then, we we had, um, you know, our most ambitious program was the European Young Women Programme with the EU founding, Uh, this has been incredible, with eight ASN around Europe working together to develop, then we have been uh, also doing uh, an assessment in in Navarra, and the assessment of the top drivers in the single-seater and GT, and this was a start, really, when really all the top drivers were with us. We, we knew, we had the data of all the girls, and this was the start of program with Iron Dames, with uh, Richard Mill, for the WEC, for the ELMS, so all that. And then we developed the grassroots level uh, with the Formula E, we have events for girls on track in Formula E, just for the young girls to discover what is motorsport. Then the two last year, we we organized the Rising Star program with Ferrari. And this is really to give the chance to a young girl to start and to succeed into motorsport from the karting level to Formula 4 and Formula 3 and all the way up and possibly one day in Formula 1. And then we had also, uh, you know, events in um, Extreme. Ten women last year started to fight with men in the same team uh, in extreme heat. And recently now in rallying, we have Rally Star for the girls also. And we have also girls in in cross car. So I think in nearly all categories, we have been able to create programs, and very good program. And I am completely convinced that this is the only way for women to go up the ladder, to climb the ladder, giving them the right, professional condition from the base, from the karting, then to Formula 4, then go up. It's the only way. There is no other way. So I really hope, really hope that the new president will continue to develop this program and the new president of the Women in Motorsport Commission, who is Deborah Meyer from Iron Dams, will continue to develop this pathway because it's, for me, it's the only way to go up.
1: Well, I tell you what—you've you, given them a fantastic uh, opportunity to uh, to have something to build on and to move forward. Yeah. You've, 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 I think those we have a, those created the base. Are quite incredible. But Michelle, look—you have been the world's greatest female motor racing driver for thirty-five years. It's it's a heck of a record. But I think that you would be the first person to say. I don't want that record anymore. No. I'd like someone else to come yeah, along. Yeah, yeah, a long what, time. Why? It's a long time. It's a long yeah. time to have that record. And much as it's, it's, it's the most incredible achievement for yourself, 35 years is a very long time. Why are we still waiting for the next Michel I Mouton? know, this
0: is a question. And I, for me, it's very simple. It's very simple. The base of our pyramid is too small compared to men. So we need quantity to have quality. So, you know, for me, it's so simple. It's why we are trying to work at the base to encourage more young girls to discover motorsport, to know what is motorsport, because I don't know parents who are pushing their boy or their girl to motorsport. You have to be really in a special environment to, to, to go into motorsport. It's not a popular sport, it's something special. But until we are so limited in number, we will not have the quality, you know, because it's not easy to have the right talent given uh, the same condition, the good condition, to go up all the way like I was given. And uh, um, I think it's only explanation. It's no more question about strength, about because women cannot do that. Yes, they can do it. If they are given the right condition. It's exactly what we are doing now with Rising Stars. And uh, I really hope that more girls will come to motorsport. And this is not easy. It's not easy, but uh, it's, not easy, it's improving but a lot. It's well, improving it's a lot. Certainly, over the past 12 yeah. years, it's improved massively.
1: Yeah. So, Michelle, it's been wonderful talking to you. It really has been wonderful. Um, but, final question advice. You're talking about those young ladies that hopefully will forge a career in motorsport. But what would your advice be to the next generation, to someone that perhaps wants to emulate your achievements?
0: I think I would say you have your place in motorsport. Nothing is impossible if you really want, but nothing is easy. And uh, motorsport is open to everyone. We have the chance to have one of the three sports where it's no difference in classification between men and women. And uh, motorsport is, uh, we have this chance. So, I mean, come and enjoy. It's a fantastic sport and, uh, and just try.